This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. Drive to deep center field. Going back, Hernandez at the track, right to the wall. Gone! Elvis Andrews! And 29 other MLB clubs. High drive, deep left field. Guerrero lifts one to left field and gone. Oh, Tani, that was a moonshot out there in the right center. Alonzo defends his title, the 2021 Derby champion. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe from OPS Plus to juiced balls to game-changing moments. We have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. I don't know why, but opening day is so special. It's so different than any other sport. You don't have the opening day in the NFL or the NBA or the NHL. Not saying that their openings are not important, because obviously they are. But it's not celebrated the way it is in Major League Baseball, where we have the bunting out. We have the field painted. We will introduce both sides, the Orioles and the A's today. It's the start of the season in your town, in your community, where you come together and celebrate the great sport of baseball and the franchise that you love so much, the Oakland Athletics. Yes, is it any different than the other 81 games that we're going to have here at the Coliseum? No, but there is just something special. And it's great to be live once again here on A's Cast Live from the field to get you ready for opening day. The gen- the general manager of your Oakland Athletics is going to join us. David Force coming up here at 415. Martin Gallegos, who covers his team for MLB.com, will be here at 430. And then the president. we got a lot to get into with the president of your organization, Dave Cavill, at 5 o'clock. Big votes coming up. We haven't talked to Dave in a while. He's a huge baseball fan. He loves this sport. I mean, for God's sakes, he once had his own league. He is going to join us and get you ready for opening day. But there is a responsibility that's that someone's going to need to take over because one of the great traditions that we've had with this show over the years was Ray Fossey just coming by and saying hello on a consistent basis. Didn't need to invite him. Always told him, you don't need an invite. Whenever you want you just walk right over and pick up the headset. And he'd come walking by, hey, Downey, hey, Downey. And next thing you know, Ray was on. We're now going to pass that invitation to the voice of your Oakland Athletics, the voice of summer, the great Ken Korak. Ken, it Those is, are shoes I can't fill. It is Downey. now on you that whenever you feel like talking, whenever you just, you know what, I want to say something, you come by and pick up the headset, and that the mic is yours. You don't have to tell the broadcaster to come over and talk. Right? I mean, that's what we do. We can be a little long-winded, but, you know, it was really emotional for us the first day of spring training when I looked to my right and the seat was empty uh, between Vince and me because for 35, 36 years, Ray had occupied that seat and had done the first game of the spring 
Uh, for Ray and me, it was 26 years together. For Vince, it was 16. Yeah. And uh, we saw the patch. It looks awesome, right? I th just think it's it's a beautiful tribute to Ray with the catcher's mask in the background, big block letters, Ray, and then the microphone in front. So we're really going to miss him. He was the person that bridged the gap of all the generations of players, A's fans, you know, friends of mine who I would bring to the game and bring him down on the field. They like, I grew up watching him as a player. I've watched him my entire life, whether it be on television, listening to him on the radio. I mean, he was the one guy, that's why I call him the face of the franchise. It's like he and Voose were the two people in this organization that could, that could make it all come together and bridge it all together. And he bridged two careers too, because he was a really good player and then wound up working a little bit in the front office. Uh, for the A's, did some public selling, speaker. Public speaking. He <laughs> ran the A's Speakers Bureau back then and uh, became an excellent broadcaster, Chris, as you know, on both radio TV. He understood both mediums, too. He understood that as an analyst, you have a kind of a different role on radio than you do on TV. And I was talking to Buck Martinez the other day in Toronto. Sad news about Buck. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah he's yeah, battling cancer. He's going to step away for a while. But uh, the pride of Sacramento, like so many ballplayers in managers and he said what I've always thought he said that if Ray hadn't gotten hurt he could have been the American League Johnny Bench that he was that good and yet Ray was able to you know get past the injuries and still um, still perform admirably during his career when you think about opening day here in Oakland you know you've already done the opening day in Philadelphia it was opening day in Toronto, too, wasn't it, when you guys no, were there? They no, had already they'd already played. done yeah, it? They oh, that's right. The first they, night. Yeah, they'd already had the right. interleague series. Philly but, was a big deal. So just, you know, what does it mean to you as the voice of this team that, you know, the community comes together, people are going to be listening, they want to hear you again, they want to hear Vince. What does it mean to you? Well, on a personal level, Chris, the ballpark, the East Bay, the entire Bay Area has meant the world to me. Uh, to think about as someone who used to come out here as a fan and watch the A's play or sit right kind of back behind where you're standing right now with a cassette recorder all those years ago and trying to make a baseball tape I could send to someone to try to get a job. So this the opportunity to, to work for the A's and uh, to have this career happen here in Northern California has just meant the world to me. And, I and you know, the, I don't take for granted the support that we've received from uh, A's fans. I know you, you feel the same way. Uh, fans have been great and you know and we've always talked about whether the crowds are big or small They're, the energy in the Coliseum is phenomenal because the fans are loyal they make a lot of noise they love coming out here and so I just have so much respect for the support that we've received from the Ace fans over the years. If I would have told you when I was leaving spring training, you know, Ken, the next time we're officially together and we see each other, the A's will have the most runs scored in baseball 53. They will be the best team with hitting and runners in scoring position with an average of 368. What would you have said? I'll tell you that 23 of those runs have come on eight swings, right? You and I have talked about that. Um, it's a little skewed because I'm not sure that that's a sustainable model to hit like five three-run homers in the first week and a half of the season and a grand slam. But they've exceeded expectations. And I think that they've – and Mark Conce talked about this today, and I know we also – reflected on this with you on your show with him that you do every week the fact that the team was able to get on the road and play those 10 games and be together for 10 games I think helped maybe bring the team together a little bit and so 
there's the perception this is like this really young club. They're not young. They're not that young. <laughs> no. They're really not. They have some old rookies. Does that make that's like a contradiction? Yeah. Right. They have some rookies who are like twenty seven. Some old first timers. Right. Exactly. But you know, and and you know, they really got hit by the COVID list today, uh, and so some of their best guys are out. And you know, hopefully those guys will be back, and they're all going to be healthy and all that, Chris. But um, it was fun to watch them play. Even in the losses, they were in every game they lost. So, you know, they played well even when they lost. So, And I think that it was an important trip to get out on the road and maybe for fans to look in. You, you mentioned this yesterday, fans to kind of look at this club and go, okay, you know, they're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, and I think they are going to be okay, and hopefully that will help uh, build the, the fan base and, and add to the support here at the ballpark this year. Yeah, I went from my cell phone – seeing a lot of complaints to a lot of people asking for opening day tickets. Right. Which I was kind of shocked by. But, yeah, I mean, they they got the interest of the fan base, of some of the fan base. And let's face it, as American sports fans, we always love the underdog. We love the underdog, and that's what these guys are. There's some great stories out there, too. Right? Like Danny Jimenez had pitched in two major league games briefly for the Giants in 2020 he didn't pitch at all in the big leagues last year and over the span of three days he gets his first major league save and his first major league win so you know and then the A's have this reunion tour with noisy and mckinney coming back and stephen vote it's his first home run in toronto back with the A's. so um you know we're going to find some good stories this year to talk about yeah and why i think this homestand is really important now every game is important 2012 showed us that is that that season came down to the very last game. So if there was like one more win that year by the Rangers, we never would have never had that magic. So every game matters. But to me, for us, the Coliseum, the attendance, people people getting into A's baseball after what happened in the uh, offseason, there's a buzz. Mm-hmm. If they have a good homestand, I think you keep that buzz going. Like if they can, I agree. They can if they if they can do something where you take it to the Orioles, take it to the Rangers, then you have the Giants. I mean, you got a chance to really grab on the community a little bit. I think it's a great point. I really do, and I think going out on the road helps from that standpoint. And now you got seven at home that you can handle. I think, uh, and fifteen straight games in the Bay Area, Chris. I think we'll have. Uh, they'll have the chance to galvanize the fan base, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, thank you for the time. Thank you, buddy. Happy opening day. It's exciting. And it uh, is. Mark Kotze is a little anxious, too. You know, he said was he? Ever from the, from the day that he was named the manager, yeah. he's thought about this day. And when you run out on the baseline, you know, the introductions are – that's part the tradition of opening day, to me, the best part about it is when they introduce the players and they come out onto the baselines and uh, so he said he might be a little little anxious about that he so, said he well when we, great when you want to feel that you want to feel that emotion right chris yeah when i when i had him on uh the mark Kotze show and i asked him about it i asked him how emotional is it going to be mm-hmm. now you're not a player right now you're not a coach you're the leader you're the manager this has been a dream job mm-hmm. for you ever since you realized that your playing career was going to be done and you know at some point in his playing career he thought about it he says he's going to be very emotional 
when he gets that call. And, he, and it's a long way to run out there to the it really is. third baseline. And the foul territory has been a big part of the A's success over the years, too. So we'll see if they can take advantage of that, too, man. We'll have a good right, call, buddy. and I'll, Thanks, talk, I'll talk to you at uh, 540. All right, bud. Thanks. The, the great Ken Cork. Remember that, invita that invitation? Anytime, anytime. The voice of your Oakland Athletics, Ken Korak, as we get you ready for A's baseball. Yes, unfortunately, we are still dealing with COVID. We are still dealing with the COVID list. A.J. Puck, Kirby Sneed, right-handed pitcher Lou Trevino, Austin Allen catcher Jed Lowry, and Chad Pender all on the COVID-19 injured list. Sam Selman, Nick Allen, which I can't wait to see Nick. Because I've kind of told you the family history that I went to school with his mom uh, and his aunt. I knew his grandparents. I'm not sure if they're still with us. Uh, his father has done some work for our family restaurant. So I'm um, – I, I, maybe wait after opening day for Nick Allen to let him get through this before I go up and go, hey, by the way, we – our, our families have crossed paths. His, his grandparents or family might, were friends of my parents, so – can't wait to see this kid. And Christian Lopez, 29-year-old, it's been the up-the-middle tandem for the Las Vegas Aviators. Uh, Lopez at second and Nick Allen at short. And obviously Allen has been the kid that has been viewed as the future. Uh, number one pick, had signed to go to USC, but uh, goes in the first round for the Oakland Athletics. David Force, the general manager, is going to join us. And, I, you know, you got to think – as the GM, you're hoping that this is behind you and we're getting into a whole different world and we're getting back to normalcy as much as normalcy could be, and now you're starting opening day without six guys. And did I even count Stephen Piscotti? And so we got seven. Seven so guys. It's seven guys. Yeah, I forgot Stephen Piscotti. I'm looking at the list going, where's Piscotti? That's seven. So you have seven guys out. On the COVID list. Now, wondering, is this all because they actually have tested positive or they've been around somebody who's tested positive? We'll talk to the general manager, David Force, about that as he's walking up now for his weekly hit. And uh, always great to have the man who runs the franchise on on opening day, the official opening day. Yeah, you're like the... You're like the dad. You're the guy in charge. You're, you know, Great. we're on, we're on the road trip. We're all in the back in the station wagon, and you're driving us down the street. Yeah. Well, I forgot seven guys. So how how am I doing? What I mean, <laughs> I, I wish we could start on something else. I mean, we have talked so much about this, David. It's just yeah. it's 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 just still part of the times. And I I mean, for you, I can't believe that you're still going through this. I agree. We yeah, it's hard to believe opening day and. This is what we spent most of our day on and, and most of our weekend on, unfortunately. So, you know, guys went out, had a great road trip, busted their butts, three out of four in Tampa, got one in, t in Toronto, and hoping to come home and kind of continue the momentum. And, fortunately, we're dealing now with missing a lot of guys. Is it everybody's tested positive or they've been around somebody? Where are we at now with this? It's, some, it's somewhere in between there. Um, yeah, without without disclosing too much, we've got seven guys on the COVID IL for various reasons, and uh, unclear how long we're going to be without them. But uh, you know, one thing Cots has done incredibly well in the first ten days is taking the twenty-eight guys he's got with him and, and fight as hard as you can to the last out. 
Well, one thing that I've talked a lot about here on A's Cast Live. By the way, how about the cameras now as we're taking this oh, thing man. on video? I would have posed more if I had known there were You're cameras. You're going to have to dress there. up now for this show. <laughs> I did for opening day. You couldn't tell. So, so uh, <laughs> when you start thinking about this team and what I've been talking about is you're number one in runs scored. You're number one in hitting with runners in scoring position. Like Yeah, those two things usually go together. So, right. I mean, we've we've had a lot of years where we've gotten off to a rough start in both categories or struggled for extended periods of time with runners in scoring position or two outs. And, um, you know, this team's had a great approach and, and worked on it, something Cots emphasized early on, and, and they're doing a nice job right now. A lot of negativity was said about this team nationally, locally. You get out to a start like this. How does that just make you feel and your staff feel that you took a lot of heat in the offseason and the team that you've assembled now and, God, all the different things you're going through and starting on the road and the three different cities in the East Coast and COVID and going to Toronto and unvaccinated players and all that craziness, you are where you are. I've always felt like a disproportionate amount of a team's narrative gets written in April you know what what your start is or what the first impressions are kind of sticks with you uh, good or bad for a lot of the season and for this to be this team's first road trip where they came back they battled they won some big games they played against three teams who were expected to be in the playoff hunt like that's a huge huge thing for their confidence for the narrative around this team and I think for Mark and his staff to kind of hold on to for a while to get these guys to continue to put in the work I just said this with Ken Korak that I believe this is you know every game is important right and every mm-hmm. homestand every opening day but for this team right here and the community all of a sudden went from being highly negative to I got people blowing me up for tickets <laughs> opening day I'm like opening Great. day you were mad a month ago now you want tickets for opening yeah, day that's good to hear but I think that <laughs> This homestand right here, Orioles, Texas, then you got the Giants. That'll be a lot of interest, and then a home again after that. I think you do well here. You get a lot of people really interested in this club. So yeah. just tell me what you think about this homestand for that. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes both ways. It'd be great to play well and, and you know, and you know, be in front of a bunch of people tonight and, and go through the homestand all the way through the Giants series. Um, obviously, look, we're missing some of our best guys right now. So this, this team has a big challenge ahead of it. Uh, at the same time, you know, we it's a long season. It's a marathon. We always talk about this and the grind. And, you know, we had a great road trip. You don't want to put too much emphasis on, you know, on one game or one series. I mean, like I said, we've, we're missing seven guys. We're going to have rain Wednesday and Thursday. So who knows how that plays out. It's going to be it's going to be a disjointed week here, to say the least. Um, but these guys have proven that they can play through the distractions. Like you said, there was a lot of noise around them coming out of Arizona. Uh, first two games in Philly didn't go our way, and then they kind of turned things around. So they've proven they can do it. But one of the good things, though, is that everybody has contributed in the wins. Sure. So when everybody's had a part of it, okay, you lose some guys, but don't you just start getting that real next man up? We've all done this before. Well, it sucks he's gone, but we can yeah. still win. Do you really have that sense? I think that's right. I think we've had that here for years, obviously. We talk about it all the time, and I think this team has developed it early on. 
Uh, one thing I talked to Mark about last night was the play that Kevin Smith made in Tampa in the ninth inning the other day. Hard ground ball to start the inning. He picks it. Guy hadn't gotten a hit up until that point, but he makes a contribution defensively, helps Lou win that game, essentially. And then he goes and swings the bat in Toronto. So you're seeing what you, like you said, you know, Pache scores a run in Philly to get our first win, comes out the other night, hits a homer in the ninth. So, yeah, I think you're right. This this team is developing that. They know they can contribute in different ways, and we've seen it in the, in the rotation. We've seen guys in the bullpen already play roles that nobody expected they were going to do. I think people that freak out about long road trips have never been on trips with teams before, and what they don't understand is there is something about when a team goes on the road like Philly, Tampa, Toronto, you're riding on buses together, you're on the plane together, playing cards or doing whatever you do, you guys go have dinners together certain nights. There's something about building that chemistry that when you're at home, kids, wives, girlfriends, whatever you got going on, that starting out on the road like that can be a chemistry builder, and I got the sense that this team kind of felt that. I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's funny you talk about all those things, you know, the buses, the planes, the cards, and all I can think about is COVID. But, um, <laughs> but yes, that other – I feel so bad for you. <laughs> there's, that other ah. part, there's that other part of it that, um, that, yeah, you get that time together. And like you said, you're away from families, and, and particularly when things do go well. I mean, it, look, it could snowball the other way, and you lose three or four straight, and guys don't want to be around each other. But, but when you do, you do have a trip the way we had it, I think it's really good for a young team. I can't imagine now we've been going on 2020, 2021, now 2022, where essentially it's got to be like a, a, a thing that is like in your head now that every morning when you wake up, you don't want to look at your phone. I don't. I don't want Nick to call me ever. I'm tired of hearing when from When you him. see his name, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just straight to voicemail. Uh, look, we're going to look at it. We're going to get it over with early. We're going to get through this. You know, happens early in the season. We're going to get through it and then hopefully not have to deal with it the rest of the year. Pache is very interesting, and, you know, when you start to watch him play and now seeing him, saw him in spring, but he just walked by a little bit ago. You know, normally you see guys a little bit small. He's not a small guy. He's he's a a good size. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's a good-sized guy for his athleticism. Uh, Obviously, the trade was hard to do, but knowing what you were getting back in return, what do you think so far? (laughs) I've had fun watching him play. Hopefully, everybody else has too. And and on top of that, I've watched Shea Langelier's catch and his at-bats in AAA. I watched Ryan Cusick start the other night in Midland. I mean, yeah, you know, we've said it a bunch of times. That that was not a a real fun trade to make, um, but you move forward and you look at the guys you got and you see how he's affecting this team and you see how those guys are going to contribute down the road and you got to be excited about it. I no doubt about it. And the Little League home run, I mean, he's coming <laughs> down the line, fist pump, and then realizes and he takes off. Yeah. And that's when you realize when a guy can go from that speed into elite speed, it's just speed comes to the ballpark every day and you can't For teach sure. you can't teach that yeah no you saw tony uh, up the third baseline right along with darren bush waving him around second and third so he can uh, he can impact the game uh pitching your bullpen has been pretty good so far sure has what scares me though and we're seeing it all around the league and it's we're gonna set another record of innings pitched by bullpens yeah that means there's a lot of arms that you're gonna need that are here now that are down in triple a 
to get all the outs you're going to need, just uh, do you guys project like what you're going to need? Because it just to me, it just it keeps growing every year. It does, and we keep we try to keep an eye on it. And Mark's as aware of it as anyone is. You know how much guys are being used, how many days off they are not getting. You know, hopefully now we're two times through the rotation. Hopefully. Other than Frankie, we can also get these guys stretched out a little bit because you did want to be, you know, you wanted to be careful the first couple times through. It's going to be important now for for Cole and Dalton and and Paulie to get stretched out and to get up to 90 to 100 pitches to, to, you know, use those bullets and give the bullpen a rest because we're aware of how much they're being used. Obviously, this is a business about relationships, right? And you had this relationship with Bob Melvin for a long time. Now Bob's gone. And you're so used to Bob, and now you got Kotze. Just what yeah. has that been like for you? Mark and I are learning each other for sure. I mean, look, we've known each other for a long time. This relationship goes back a long, long way. Um, but this is a different dynamic. So we're getting to know each other. He knows how early he can call me when he's on the road. He knows how late I'm up. I know what time of day to get to him, what his moods are like. So those are all the things you learn in a new relationship. We're getting there. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's different. <laughs> yeah. and. I think it probably is a lot better that you've had this job now for years as the general manager yep. than when you say both of you getting it at the same time. Yeah, I think that's right. Like I said, we've known each other for a long time. When he was here as a player, I was assistant GM. It was different. But since he's been back in the organization the coach, he's known me as the GM. We've had this sort of relationship now with him moving up. The dynamic changes, but, but we've got a lot of history to work with, and that's been helpful. What year is this for you? 23. Wow. <laughs> You ever thought, I mean, 23rd opening day. I mean, I don't care what business you're in. I mean, whether it's a law firm, a tech company, or what, I mean, you're what, what, sales, what, to work for the same company for that long yeah. is not the norm. No, I'm very lucky. Very lucky to be here. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of people come and go, but I've also seen people who have been here the whole time. You know, I you know, still talk to Grady and Eric and Keith on a daily basis, Chris Pitaro, like all these guys still here with us. That's sort of what makes this place special. So I'm I'm very lucky to still be here. You know, today's our first day back and I did you know, we've got so much stuff going on now with Ace Cast Live and putting this thing on video and everything and I didn't go in the clubhouse. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you go in the clubhouse, you look to the right, there's, there's, there's Voos. Yep. Today was the first day you went, first official game you went, and there's no Voos. No, it's hard to believe. Yeah, Billy sent an email out to all the baseball operations the other night just to say, hey, it's going to be weird walking in there Monday without Voos greeting you. And, in fact, his office has changed. Matt Weiss moved his office upstairs. It's a whole different setup. But I don't think we'll uh, – I don't think we'll be without Voos for long. He'll be around. He can't <laughs> He can't stay away. So he wants to be part of it. It'll be fun to have him just as a, a friend and a fan, and we'll see Voosie around. You can only play so much bad golf in Arizona in the heat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, first impressions of the division, the league so far, the American League, that you – I know you've been real yeah. busy with everything here, but you, you, you got a sense of what's going on. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's early for everybody, and you don't want to draw too many conclusions, but – um, you know, I think we saw saw Houston play well right out of the gate. They're still they're still a tough team. Verlander goes eight innings the other night. He's back. Couldn't believe that. He's back. So you know that you're going to have to contend with that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about Otani the first couple of days, and then he goes out and hits three balls to the moon in Texas. So 
I mean, we sort of know what we're dealing with, and, and we know Seattle is going to be improved. We, you know, we talked with them a lot this offseason. Uh, we saw the kid Matt Brash in spring training. He's gone out and pitched well, and their, their rotation with Robbie Ray at the top is, is much improved. So I think we know we have our hands full, and, and you know, the division is going to be tough. So I want you to talk about Nick Allen, and I haven't got to interview him yet. But so he'd, I, he'd have to be here. He, he's not here yet. He, no. Wow, <laughs> he'll be here by game time. But hey, these things happen last minute, so he's he's in the air right now. It's just all going to be part of the book someday. It's all <laughs> so Nick Allen. I went to school with his aunt and his mom. Yeah, went to church with his with his grandparents. <laughs> His father, who also went to the same high school, but he was gone by the time I got there. But his father's one of our contractors for our restaurant in San Diego. Highly connected to this kid's family, but I've never met him, right? So I know his mom and his aunt so well and his grandparents. And just tell everybody he was supposed to go to USC. You take him uh, first-round pick. He is the future, hopefully, at shortstop. I'm I'm rooting for it. (laughs) Uh, I know there's a lot of shortstops that you have in the organization. But just talk about what this what this kid, who he is, and what he means to this franchise. Yeah, he's it's exciting to have him here. Obviously, under under weird circumstances, but um, you know, a guy who has impressed since the day he got in the organization, and and you know, sort of overcame the the narrative about his size, and and you know, where was he going to play? He's a great defensive player. He's hit eventually at every level. Got off to a great start this year in Vegas. Uh, and it's exciting to have him here just to get his feet wet. And, and we'll see where Cots gets him in. But, um, but it's fun to have him. And you see little pieces of the future kind of arrive. And, and this is definitely one of them. I don't know. Where were they? They weren't in Vegas, were they? They were in Salt Lake. They flew home last night okay. from Salt Lake because they've got Mondays off. So they flew home last night. We uh, we found Selman and Christian Lopes and Nick Allen somewhere in Vegas this morning and put them on a bird. So and, and, they're on their way. And Lopes, I believe he's 29. He's been swinging it real well. He has. Yeah, he had a great camp. He made a really good impression in spring training. Re- staff really liked him and knew he'd be here at some point. So he's got off to a good start, can play a lot of positions, like a lot of the guys here. I mean, part of what we've seen these first 10 days is the versatility of the roster. And Noisy and Smith move around. Tony can go out to the outfield. McKinney at first in the outfield. You can pinch hit. You can move guys around, and that's been super helpful. So Christian's on that same that same page. Let's end on this. I always, I always mention that the A's are the land of opportunity, that if you're a player, you love getting traded here, you love signing here. You love getting drafted because you really have a chance yeah. to get to the big leagues. And look at these guys that are coming up now that you've had to find and bring them here. <laughs> just, But just how much does that mean that when you look at the minor leaguers or you say to a free agent or you say to a guy that gets trade over here, you you play well, you're going to get an opportunity. Yeah. You won't be blocked. It's Look, that's been the theme from day one of spring training. And, and already, when I mean, you look at this team, Christian Betancourt, Justin Grimm, Jake LeMoyne, Danny Jimenez. These guys all signed here as free agents. They're here. They're, they're contributing. And Betancourt and I have been in the big leagues in, what, five years? Lopes has never been here. I mean, we, we, we get these guys and say, hey, if you, if you perform, it doesn't matter how you got here. If you were drafted or whatever, it's a meritocracy, and you're going to get a chance to play. And hopefully, like you said, hopefully they enjoy being here and take advantage of that opportunity because it's certainly in front of them. Well, every single week you hear the David Force Show right here on A's Cast. And now you can see him right here on A's Cast Live, your GM right here. Uh, are you going to be able to maybe Zoom every once in a while when, when, the, sure. when you're on the road? Yeah, we'll have it. Everybody Zooms. Yeah, we'll do it. We're all just used to that, right? <laughs>
Well, happy opening day. Thank you. Good and to it, see you guys. And it's a hell of a start. Absolutely. David Force right here on the David Force Show as we get you ready for Martin Gallegos from MLB.com next right here on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live continues from Ricky Henderson Field. Here's Chris Townsend. The A's are bringing back one of the most exciting nights of the season, the Star Wars post-game light show. Don't miss a one-of-a-kind experience at the Coliseum. On Saturday, April 29th, the A's host the Cleveland Guardians. The fans are invited to stay for a post-game Star Wars light show presented by 811. Catch the A's game and stay after to see 250 drones light up the sky above Mount Davis from the field. Tickets available at athletics.com. That's athletics.com. Martin Gallegos, are you ready for the... Guardians. Wait, can't wait. Guardians but, of the Galaxy. And by the way, the uh, Guardians and the Athletics are two of the highest scoring teams in baseball, which no one predicted. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, right? I was looking Crazy. at your guys' MLB power ranking. Do you have anything to do with that? Nothing. I didn't even know we had power rankings, to be honest. <laughs> this, this early in the season, I don't know we had one out there. You, you can't get some juice in there? For, <laughs> I got to say, I, I, I was happy. What, the A's were like 23? Were they? Yeah, they vaulted up. So at, at least MLB.com and everybody yeah. that I've been looking around reading, uh, even in my MLB notes, they keep saying those those plucky A's. plucky A's. Yep, find a way, like always, every year. Right? I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, there was so much doom and gloom, and I think what we're going to see tonight, we're going to see a fan base coming out tonight, and then we're going to see people are checking in on television and people checking in here on A's cast and on uh, on radio, people are like, you know, I'm interested in this team. You traveled with them. They're interesting. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a lot of new faces, not the same people, not the same players we're used to seeing. But, I mean, there's some intrigue, you know, to see how these new guys, you know, can help this team win. You know, they've been showing fight in every game for sure, even their losses. They've been very competitive. So, um, I mean, if I was a fan, you know, here in Oakland, I would love to come on and see, see the new faces, see, see what they can do. Now, you've just traveled, you've been traveling, you've been down Arizona. Oh, God, forever you were down there. I'm thinking about myself. I just did the big Disneyland trip with the kids before the season. Nice. I was in Arizona. I went to the Masters. Yeah. I've been back. I mean, COVID, and then you hear about all these players. I mean, it's kind of, as two guys that cover the team, you're kind of like, what? How's this going on? Yeah, I mean, it's baseball and post-pandemic era right it seems like you know um, we've seen it with multiple teams this year you know already some teams you know having some guys land on the COVID list so um, you know it's something that you kind of come to it, it becomes a little bit nor- more normal it, it seems weird but I mean we've we've seen it you know with multiple teams that um, you know you kind of got to have these contingency plans and you know you saw the A's bring up some guys from AAA so um, you know they have a plan for something like this obviously you never want to see it happen um, a lot of guys a lot of important guys on, on this team are you know going on that COVID list but um, you know, next man up is kind of the mentality they're taking. Yeah. Um, Jordan Alvarez went on the COVID list. He only missed five games. Yeah. It's kind of weird how that how that all works. I mean, we're not really sure um, what the what the exact protocol is there, how many how many days, a, you know, a guy can miss. I think, you know, it all depends on once they test negative, I guess, you know, they come back. But, I mean, we'll see how long these guys are out for. We kind of – we don't even really know, like, what the, what the full guidance is there. All right. So, I've been asking everybody this. I, you, you were on the program, spring training, talked about this team. We were trying to be as nice as positive. <laughs> and here we are at 5-5 five and five with the A's, number one in baseball in scoring runs, and number one with hitting with runners in scoring position. That's right. What the hell is going yeah. on? Tommy Everidge effect, right? New hitting coach? Nah. Um, 
I mean, they've been, you know, run, the runs and scoring position thing is crazy. I mean, because I mean, we look at last year's team, and that was like their their big, you know, deficiency there, right? They could never hit with runs and scoring position. It was such a such a big, uh, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 been something that, you know, Ace fans. How do you not? It's like the little engine that could, right? You got you got, you know, I. I and I only use this because Caprellian uses his spring training. Here comes uh, the, the the land of misfit toys. That's the only because <laughs> he used it. But, yeah, it's like – and it's a different guy all the time. Yeah, you know, there's not one star on here carrying the load. It's everybody. You know, one night it could be Christian Pache. The next day it could be, you know, a veteran, you know, like Jed Lowry or, you know, Kevin Smith, you know, Sheldon Noisy. We don't know who it's going to be. And so that's, that's kind of the fun part about it. You know, that's the fun thing about watching a team like this who's – consistently an underdog is you know you don't know who's going to step up but you know on those wins there's going to be somebody who steps up and has a big performance so what do you think of mark Kotze so far because you, you had melvin for so long now you got a new manager yeah you know i mean still uh you know getting to learn him you know as a person but um so far he's been great with us you know i can't uh you know really complain about that i, th I know we had a great with bob you know that relationship over the years really developed but um mark's been great you know as far as with media stuff you know, he's been great with our pregame and postgame sessions and answering all, you know, the tough questions that we ask him. And, um, you know, with the players, it seems like he has a really good rapport with them. He's a young guy, so he can kind of relate to them a little more. Um, and I think he's a, good, he's a good fit for this kind of team. You know, kind of the underdog mentality he has that, you know, that grind and grit is what he always mentions. That's kind of what this team is, the personality they're taking on, a grind it out, you know, gritty team. Uh, that's the type of, you know, I think mentality that Mark Kotze wants for these guys. Well, and, and I know, like, everybody's pache, everybody's excited, right? He's young, dynamic. There's, like, all these things that you're kind of looking at. But one really important thing, and it, and it's not the sexiest thing, but it really is Brad Osmus coming in here and being somebody that's been a manager twice, yeah. longtime catcher, somebody to help Mark Kotze, because Mark Kotze is a rookie manager. Just how big is it to have that sounding board of someone who's been there, done that, succeeded, and failed? Yeah, no, I think for sure it's good to have somebody with, with uh, managing experience there right right alongside him as the right-hand guy. And I think you've seen it in the dugout. You know, he's kind of a calming presence. Even when you just see him walking, you know, through the clubhouse, Brad Osmond's a pretty calm guy, and I think that's a demeanor he takes in the clubhouse. Um, so I think that's something that Kotze definitely leans on during games. I mean, whether it's like, you know, deciding whether or not to challenge a play or whatever um, you always see brad right there with the with the clipboard and and kind of you know helping out whenever Kotze needs needs a hand there so um i think that experience is definitely going to be key you know as mark goes through his first year as a manager and kind of you know still learning things you know of how how to go about his business it's definitely good to have a guy like osmus in there who's been there before you know we just talked to david force the general manager about this and you know i think it's a reality is just there's always going to be a next man up mentality around here COVID or not COVID, yeah. right, throughout the entire season. I think we're going to see a lot of bodies that come through this clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen it, right? I mean, they called up all those guys for the Toronto trip when they placed a few guys in the IL, and now we see Nick Allen's up here. That's, you know, an exciting thing for this team. He's one of their top prospects, and, you know, we'll see if how much he plays, if, if at all. But um, the fact that he's up here, you know, he had a great spring, so I, I'm, I'm excited to watch, you know, if he gets some at-bats and see what he could do on defense as well. Um, but, yeah, you're going to see a lot of guys come up from, from the minor leagues, I think, at some point throughout the season. Um, you know, they're going to need bodies at some point. You know, whether guys get injured or guys are struggling, they, ne they want some, you know, kind of, you know, freshen things up a little bit. So um, you're going to see a lot of transactions, I think, over the course of the season for sure. Appreciate the time, my friend. Enjoy opening day. Anytime, we'll time. talk soon. Yep, sounds good. Martin Gallegos, MLB.com. If you're going to follow anybody covering this team, for God's sakes, it's Martin Gallegos. That's what you do because whether it's on Twitter, whether he's writing on MLB.com, 
he covers the team as good as anybody. Do we? Are, could you say Cole Irvin's going to stop by? That's what I heard. I mean, I saw him already today. I don't really need to talk to him again. But I saw him in F lot, and yeah, we we exchanged pleasantries, and it was, uh, there we go. And he, he now he's here. He's become a fan favorite here on A's Cast Live. He comes on more than anyone. The fan, the the fans demand, and the fans get what they want. How are you? There was no demand. Come on. Actually, I, I'm 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 still earning my keep here. See, the reality with what we do, we can we can track hits, so we know when. You, People are getting downloaded. You get downloaded, my friend. Well, I don't see it in the follower account. You know, they can, I'm over on Swerving Irvin 19 on Instagram. Come you, hang out. You, you I have a good time over there. You didn't say you needed help with that. We can help with that. <laughs> We've been known to help numbers before. Yeah, you know, I've never been good with social media, but I am getting better. I am getting better. I'm starting to edit my own stuff, so that's I'm having fun with it. Now, uh, one key is there's times when you need to stay off of it. Oh yeah. Later at night, maybe you've had a few. Mm-hmm. Do not hit. Do not. Do not tweet. Do not tweet. Do uh, not tweet. Yeah. Do not tweet at all. I made that mistake a long time ago. Where I thought I was being funny. <laughs> it doesn't always go over so well, especially when you yeah. wake up in the and morning. And if you're really sarcastic, it yeah. doesn't go over well either. No. You know. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely stay off. <laughs> stay off at off night. Of there, and there's certain when you've been doing certain things at night. Just do not tweet whatever you do. Yes, exactly, 100%. (laughs) You said down to us at spring training, this team's going to surprise people. Mm -hmm. And by the way, uh, you're dead right, surprised everybody in baseball. Yeah, you know, there's there's, – this team's got a lot of youthful energy. It's got a a lot of youthful uh, chip on the shoulder like I had last year. And uh, for me, coming off last season, having that chip on my shoulder – it's so easy to recognize when guys are wanting to prove something. And uh, that energy is just flowing through the dugouts and the bullpens uh, in the locker room. So, I mean, there's just so much good energy to be had here. Um, and and it's exciting. And I felt that in spring training, and I feel that today. And um, I'm just glad we're, we're, we're back home finally. It feels like it was forever since we've been here. So, But how much does – the road trip, and we talked to David Force about this earlier, to where you guys are together, planes, buses, you know, the chemistry, getting to know each other, versus when you're at home, you guys all have your own lives. When you're on the road, there's more hanging out, playing cards, and oh, all yeah. that. What does that do for the chemistry, especially this first road trip, three different cities? Oh, man, and, and the cities that we were playing in, too, um, you know, kind of force us to – to be with one another um, in Philadelphia, um, you know those fans are, are really good at, at getting on you, and so you know coming <laughs> coming coming you know from experience coming from Philadelphia, you know you gotta you gotta be able to ignore it and gotta be able to move move forward and, and keep playing and um, you know that's just having each other's back and, and Philadelphia was a good test for us and, and brought us close pretty quick um, because we started laughing about what you know guys were hearing in the outfield, guys were hearing at the plate. I was hearing, you know, in the bullpen warming up. So, you know, it's it's that camaraderie definitely comes from adversity. Um, and that first series in Philadelphia, Tampa's a good ball club, and, and we went in there and, and played some good baseball. And, um, you know, everyone's clicking. And then Toronto, I, I never felt like we were out of the games that we lost. And, and, uh, and man, Christian Pache is just one heck of a ball player to watch every single day. Um, and his walk-off really brought a lot of us uh, some good chemistry, and uh, we're we're 
Glad to have him. Now, I think A's fans getting to see him now will understand. I just didn't see much of him at spring training. And then you watch him on TV. Well, he walked by here, and I know I looked it up, like 6'2", 215. He's not a little dude. He's a no. good-sized guy, and to have yeah. that kind of athleticism for that size. Oh, and he plays with a lot of uh, kid-like energy is what I like to – what I'm going to coin it, I guess, is is he he's he's playing like it's – he's 12 years old and going going all out for everything. Um he makes he makes some fly balls look really easy to catch. It's it's pretty pretty fun to watch uh, day in and day out. It's it's he's a young player, still has a lot to learn, but good night. It's a lot of fun to it's a lot of fun to watch. Wouldn't you say if you put like maybe five more pounds a little more? I mean, he looks like a free safety. Yeah, um, I definitely wouldn't want to line up against him. No, um, you know if I if. Yeah, I don't play football, so yeah, we're not going to talk about that because uh, he's a he's an absolute stud. Like, he he can absolutely play probably any sport that he was trying to trying to do. Like, it, it, but I mean, like I said, like his his strength, his his abilities is just fun and it's so raw. And the more at bats, the more reps he's going to get. He's only going to get better, and it's going to be a lot of fun to to play alongside him for as long as as long as we can. Pitchcom, how much have you used it? Do you like it? Hate it? Where are we with that? I like it. Uh, for someone that works really quick already. Um, yes. By the way, you. Were, <laughs> I remember talking about it. it's getaway day. He's throwing strikes, man. <laughs> I, you know, because you got to remember the worst thing about long games are for this guy who's mm-hmm. got to be on after the game. Right. So when it's a long, it's like so when I know you're on the mound, I'm like sweet. Yeah, no, I, I love I love pitch, working quick, pitching quick. I have a little philosophy. Um, you know, every every 13 seconds, it, ta- it takes every 13 seconds for a hitter to forget a pitch. Um, so I try to be within that time frame, trying to release the next pitch in, in that time frame. So that pitch calm, man, that's speeding me up even more. So I actually had to take a step back. And believe it or not, I had no practice going into Philadelphia with it. And I used it. I just I said I'm going for it. It doesn't matter if we got to use fingers. Eventually, we can. Um, if it doesn't work, but here we are. We're we're using it. I like it. Um, I've kind of found my tempo with it. Um, you know, it took that first outing to really get it under my belt. Um, and uh, I kind of not necessarily regret, but I, I I regret using it during during spring trying it out. Um, I, I wasn't. I guess I didn't ask for it because I wouldn't didn't think it was all that useful and then Jeffries really spoke highly of it and uh I tried it and I said I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it in a game I don't there's no reason to wait and try to test it in a bullpen because that's not realistic so no. so I, I went for it and I, I love it I probably will probably use it the rest of the year so it's a device folks that has nine buttons on it and it's got all your pitches well if you don't have not well I guess with locations or the catcher presses it and it'll say fastball outside, let's say, and then yeah. you hear it up the middle. Guys hear it, center fielder, shortstop, second base. What does it sound like in your ear? It's very monotone. Um, I wish, I wish. Okay, if there was a button that could be like, if you made a stupid decision, could be like, why did you throw that pitch? You know, like I wish do there was a not throw. Yeah, like do like, or no, no, it. or like after you, you know you throw you hang danger, a slider. Danger, danger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you throw you you throw a slider, you hang it, and you're like, way to go, ding dong. You know, like <laughs> I think it'd be so funny just to have, I, I one, have my, one of those buttons in there. Have and my it's a voice, voice on there something. and go, 
Cole, are, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> you threw what? To who? <laughs> That's 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 kind of I want a little comedic <laughs> yeah. relief in there. Well, I what does the voice be, sound like? It's very monotone. Like it's it's fastball, low inside. That's how it sounds. I tried my best with the monotone there. So it's like fastball, high and inside. Yeah. Okay. That's cutter. Now, if it's I'm very, a it's very bland. There's no pizzazz to it. Now, I, I I know everybody's freaking out from the standpoint of, let's say I'm a shortstop and I now start to position myself all the time because I'm hearing all of this. But I'm thinking, man, if we're at that point, if a hitter's got all that going on in his head, and as you said, 13 seconds. Where did you come up with 13 seconds? Um, I, I learned that when I was at Oregon. Um, the Our mental our mental coach, uh, Ken Revisa, who's no longer with us, uh, he – he said that in a meeting, and I wrote down. I have, still have the notes from from when I was there. They're they're in my office at home in North Carolina, and and I go through them from time to time just to make sure I don't forget some things. And um, that was something that I've always remembered. And I met. I remember that from my freshman year of college. Um, Thirteen seconds for a hitter to forget a pitch, for him to reset. So if a hitter's routine between pitches is thirteen seconds or more, that's probably why. He's trying to reset and forget about the pitch. So I swing through one of your breaking balls. I'm going to sit there for 13 seconds. How the hell did I miss that? Unknowingly, you're going to be thinking about the pitch that you just swung at. Or I might be not happy. Yeah. I mean, just just the the mentality alone to try to get over a previous pitch that you may have probably should have hit or maybe you should have put in place. So whatever it may be, like just just the thinking between it, even if he takes – that pitch is still registering. I think that 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 time, if he doesn't swing and just and just watches it go to the plate, I think that time is a little less. But um, it, it's all the same, you know. Every pitch has a, has a, has a important impact. I think there's something great about that. Think about this. I was listening to two ex players today on SiriusXM on the way up here, and they were complaining about certain things that. You know, baseball is trying to speed the game up, and they're, you know, hey, just listen, it takes three hours plus. It's baseball. It's like, no, you guys play like slugs. They're position players. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys play so slow, it's just a reality. If we really want to speed up the game, the old school players played in two hours. Yep. You now play in three hours. You have added an hour to games because of how slow you are. And I'm thinking about that. Yeah, when you you got a hitter up there, if I'm getting up there and I'm, and I'm you and I want to pump it and I want to get it and go, mm-hmm. no wonder I'm making him so comfortable because he wants to take forever at the dish. Well, and the other thing is too is keeps your defense on the toes too. Yeah. And I like pitching to contact. I like making weak contact. And sometimes I you know I give up hits down the lines and and weak contact happens and where it's hits, but I want them to be engaged too. And if I'm working slow, you get distracted a little, a little bit more distracted, a little bit easier just because you're, you know, you're just taking your time. And so I think the faster we go, the, 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 the more I'm ready to pitch, the guys behind me will be ready. And, and it hasn't proved me wrong yet. You know, I, sometimes I do need to slow it down. I do work too quick sometimes. <laughs> and uh, it, that can be a down, downside. But um, at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, it's just something I believe in, and I believe it works, and it's something that's got me here. And and that's I'm I'm not going to change who I am. Um, if guys want to slow me down, I actually thank you. Like that's how I think about it because you're giving me time to take an extra breath. 
And so that's going to help me execute even better. So slowing me down doesn't help either. So it's kind of like that's that's the mentality behind it. It's very it's very aggressive, and I'm really trying to be more aggressive this season. So um, I'm trying to stick with that mentality. Trying to be in that pitch calm is absolutely helping 100% um, me be ready. Let's end on this. You right now on this set compared to you last year on this set. What's different about you as a player, as a man, as a person? A lot has changed. How is life different? Uh, I know who I am, and I know who I'm not. I know what I can do. I know what I cannot do. And uh, I will always try to get 1% better each day. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, sometimes your body needs to rest, and sometimes you need to listen to your body sometimes. And I love golfing. I love, I love being able to go out and play. I need, I'm listening to my body this year. I'm going to play less golf this year. I get a little tired at the end of last season. Um, so uh, I know what my body needs. I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of. I, I've proved that I can pitch at this level. Now it's just a s- sustaining that. And that's, that's, that's my objective this year is be aggressive in sustaining my velocity throughout the season, sustaining my success that I had last year, and uh, help this young group um, – be confident in themselves too. Um, you know, I, I I know I'm still on the low end of the totem pole in terms of service time here, and um, you know maybe me- middle I guess here technically <laughs> <laughs> with all the young guys we have. With the but, A's, it's a whole but, different deal. But in all the in all, all the same, like I still have a lot of respect for the veterans. I still go to them for a lot of questions that I do have, um, but I'm not afraid to help a younger guy. Um, that I was in their position last season with an opportunity to prove something. Um, and that's that's the goal this year is I have a little bit more confidence and, and trust in my abilities. And you say something, you're a good interview, and that's why the fans request you. I appreciate that. And I thank you, fans. I'm excited for, for this opening series. I'm excited for this season. It's going to be a very fun year um, for Oakland A's baseball. It's going to be youthful. It's going to be a lot of energy every night, and we're going to bring it. Good luck tomorrow night. Appreciate it. Good stuff. The lefty bringing it once again here on A's Cast Live as we've got – what do we have going left? Thank you so much. What do we got going left? We got Dave Cavill coming up here. How about that? Dave Cavill coming up here as we get you ready for A's baseball. It's opening day. The bunting's out. You got the the media that uh, is like the biggest time of the year we see the media. And we're going to have the festivities, the pregame festivities. All the players are going to get announced. And it's opening day. We're going to have a crowd probably around sixteen to 18,000, which is more than what we probably thought uh, before, the, before the season started. But what they've done is, you know, Ace fans are a, a little bit juiced right now about this team and, and what this team has to offer. Well, you should be. They played very well in Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, and Toronto. They lead Major League Baseball in runs scored. Who would have thought that? Nobody. Nobody would have thought that. Now they're playing an Orioles team that's dead last in run scored in baseball. But they had a good weekend against the Yankees. Spencer Watkins tonight uh, having a nice start to his year. The A's and home openers, we talked about this before the show, 25 and 29 home openers at the Coliseum. So got to get that on the get that back on the right track. But, uh, you know, couldn't ask for a better opening night series to go up against Baltimore. Um, you know, they're still rebuilding. They might lose 100 games for the fourth year and five. So we'll see. Especially in their division, Every, uh, everybody just. What do you mean? The only team, the only team that can't beat them is the Yankees. Every, the Yankees are struggling against the Orioles. Well, yeah, yeah. The Yankees, 
This is one of the best on the game notes. Nestor Cortez struck out 12, five shutout innings, and including had the immaculate inning. Oh, what a start for him, right? Well, he went five innings, and the Yankees ended up losing. Five, no, five nothing the Yankees lost. Yeah, because uh, they scored what, all five in the eighth? Yeah, all five in the eighth by the Orioles um, against the Yankees' bullpen. Coming up next, the president of your Oakland Athletics, getting you ready for opening day here on A's Cast Live. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. You know it's opening day. The great Dave Renetti is here as he's getting everybody ready. All the big shots are now showing up as we're getting ready for opening day. When are we going to get Catherine Ager back on? We haven't had her on in so long. I think when it was 20, 2019. I think it was our first year we did it. Catherine, you need to come back on. We got to have her back on. Uh, we probably learned a lot about what's going on. Now we got we, there's a lot going on, including opening day, which is not too far away. And Frankie Moltas going to take the ball. We really haven't talked about Frankie as, you know, watching Frankie pitch and just knowing that when he goes out there, it, these guys all got to have that feeling that it's win day. Right? I mean, Frankie Montas goes out on the mound. You know you got a chance. This is this is a, you know, I mean, the way this team's been playing, they all feel like it's win day. But there was a, especially Frankie. When Frankie takes the ball, it's like, yeah, there it, was it's, a, it's time to win. There was a great note in your in your your notes you have to take about Frankie and his splitter. Hitters are 0 for 18 against his splitter this year. Yeah. I mean, he's – I'm with you. I think I think you – don't you kind of feel that way about your ace when you're – you're number one. Uh, we, I know we had the ace discussion last year. We don't yeah, need to get into, we don't need to get into I, I, that right I, I, now. I'm, but. I'm over the ace discussion. Way too many guys are called ace. But, yeah, when you have that pitcher that when he comes out and you know he has the ability to truly dominate. And what I love about Frankie is Frankie's not that guy that, you know, I feel – doesn't have the ability to go deep every single game where we're babying these guys for five innings. Frankie has that build, that size, that he can withstand going six, seven, giving you length at any time, wants the ball, and still has, you know, he's the kind of guy that he go, you goes into the, into the, you go into the seventh inning, he still has the same stuff. It's not like there's like, a, you know, we worry so much about, oh, what's the velocity? And he still has the velocity. He still has the movement. And that's kind of, you know, that's why it's like, you know, Frankie's the kind of guy that on a daily when you need to kind of save your bullpen and, you're, you know, you've been playing a lot of games in a row, to have him come out and have a start where he gives you seven or does like a Verlander, gives you eight innings is big. Uh, Verlander coming back and doing that is remarkable. His remarkable. 39, uh, setting up all, you know, playing the way he did, um, pitching the way he did. You you mentioned to me, I asked you the question numerous times. I'm going to ask you again, will we see a guy get 200 innings? And you said who? You said you might. You said there could be one. And oh, you it could be Verlander. It could be Verlander. 39. Could we see two guys back-to-back -back years, 39 and 40, break the 200-inning plateau in baseball with Adam Wainwright doing it last if, year? If Verlander went eight innings – this early, he's basically telling them, I'm good to go. I'm back. And you're not pulling him after five. 
No, and they need it. And by the way, as much as Verlander wants to be a team guy and it's about team and all that, he's on a quest for one thing. 300. He's on a quest for 300. And do I need to go over the notes about Cortez again with the Yankees? Five five shutout innings, struck out 12. Who won the game? Uh, the Orioles said 5 nothing. So because Cortez went five shutout innings, struck out 12, and left, that means his bullpen had to cover four innings. Uh, the game was scoreless at the time, but they ended up losing. Verlander understands. I don't want other people controlling my game. It's He has the mentality, this is my game. I'm going out there to win the game. I'm not going out there to give you some good innings and let the bullpen mop it up. And we know as we've tracked here with the A's, the longer the starter goes, the better chance that he has to get the win and the team has to get the win. That That's something sabermetrics cannot fight you on. Yeah, I was looking up his stats because I wanted to see what it was. Eight innings, three hits, eight strikeouts, no walks in the game for Verlander. He's now one and one on the year. Remember, his first start he pitched against Syndergaard, Thor, who's coming back now from an injury. But, yeah, what Verlander is doing, they need him now that uh, Lance McCullers Jr. is now transferred to the 60-day IL. No. So they need they need length from their guys. Because, remember, remember how bad they were in the World Series last year? Getting Getting innings – is going to be the story. And I'm not going to do it on opening day. I may start it tomorrow. There is an epidemic right now in baseball. There's no question about it. It's how do we get innings from pitchers? And because we have we have trained these guys that every single pitch has to be max effort. Every single slider, every single fastball, we're tracking. We're watching it today. We're watching it as guys are throwing bullpens. They're being tracked by technology. Yeah, Paul, so, I think it was Paul Blackburn throwing one. So when you're pitching to technology, you're constantly trying to get the best spin on every – so you're constantly it's, – it, it's maximum snap on your sliders, your breaking balls. You want your spin rates on your fastballs. You're constantly doing that. And what does that do? You only got so many times before your elbow pops. Yeah. Before the shoulder goes. And what has baseball done? Well, what, what baseball has done is – we know that guys only have so much, so what we're going to do is not have them throw as much innings. We still want you to go max effort on everything, but we're going to go less innings. Well, less innings by your starter means you got to find innings somewhere else, and now you got to go to relievers, and now they're fighting like hell to keep adding roster spots because they don't have enough pitching. Yeah, and we're, I mean, we're seeing there's been so many relievers thrown up this year already. Some guys, I mean, there's guys going like three innings at their starts that are they're going. It's, it's not a good look for baseball right now, and – the max effort you're getting from these guys is great to see for four innings, but then that's it. And then you're bringing in the bullpen guys, which you know how I feel about bullpens, but uh, it's it's not good for the sport right now, especially when these guys had a, you know the truncated spring training, so their arms didn't fully ramp up is what we've been told. So it's been different. But the guys that, that don't throw as hard, they're like a Nestor Cortez doesn't throw hard. That's the thing. He's like a mid he's like a mid to low 90s guy. But 12 strikeouts means what? A lot of pitches. There you go. And that's not never a good thing if you're trying to get length out of a starter when you're bullpen. The Yankees have a good bullpen, though, with Chad Green and Loisaga. And, well, Chapman's been struggling really bad for them. Tr- Chapman has no idea where it's going. The, I, that game the other night when they were playing uh, t- at Toronto, he looked awful. He walked the first three batters, and they pulled him. By the way, that note on Frankie Montas, batters are 0 for 18 on Frankie's splitter this season. 0 for 18. So you know what that means tonight? A lot of splitters. Throw the splitter. 
Oh, the Orioles have the. I think they. I believe they have a 163 batting average. No, uh, I have it written down on the. Orioles are tied with the D-backs yeah. for the fewest runs scored in Major League Baseball at 21. 20. Now, obviously, giving you these numbers could be the kiss of death for the Athletics. Because <laughs> remember, but remember, here give you we lead baseball in runs scored. But I got to think for the A's. I mean, my God, this is to get off that road trip and finally get back home and uh, and now let's do it. The great Dave Cavill, the president of your Oakland Athletics, getting ready for A's baseball. How are you guys doing? It's opening day. It's fabulous. Can't beat it. I we're mean, here. We're I mean, here. I mean, we're think there. about it. At one point, we, were, we had no idea when opening day was going to happen. Oh, yeah. That was for a while, quite a while, actually. By so, the way, yeah. smile. What do you think of the new cameras we got I going like here? I like this. I like this. Did you, you know? get a chance? We put it on Twitter on Friday how we're putting the show on video. You know, they say video? Vid video killed the radio star, so watch out. Or the streaming star. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's this is the new idea this year is to put I, everything I on really, video. I really like this. I'm, I think we should just go for it. Why not? I love. That's why we love having you on. Yeah, You're the man. Not? You're yeah. the one that makes it all happen. Well, I try to. Try to. You so. got to see the new home studio. I built a new home studio. When? When? I haven't got my invite yet. I could bring you down. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anytime. Enlarge I'll come over. It's, it's like a streaming TV slash yeah. audio studio now. I'll, I want to see it. I'll come over. I'll bring donuts. Whatever it takes. Love it. Uh, opening day always means so much to the fans. Oh, yeah. And for someone who runs in a franchise, what does it mean? Well, I think. Especially, this is the first real opening day in like three years. Yeah. And so it is extra special in terms of bringing people back, having the tailgating, having all the, you know, pregame hoopla and everything that we didn't do last year. And, of course, two years ago, you know, we had cardboard cutouts. And so it's nice to see those old traditions coming back and people here and, and just, you know, celebrating A's baseball here at the Coliseum. And the team. Oh, what an amazing start on the road. I mean, now that, that they lead baseball in runs scored. I know. They I have know. the best average with runners in scoring position. We had a little league home run. <laughs> we had an inside the park home run by Pache. How cool was that? We need more baseball needs more of that. Yeah. Is what it needs because that is exciting and fun and you know, I was energized when I saw it live and so that that's awesome. And I think it's going to be an exciting season with all the young guys. I asked David Force this probably about 20 minutes ago. I'll ask you the same. National media obviously came down on us. Mm -hmm. uh, local media, the same thing. And the way this team has started, you know, Mark Kotze said this team's going to be better than you think. David said that. I know you've talked about it. Just how proud of the, are you of the start so far? Well, I think it says a lot, first of all, about David and Billy and their ability to, you know, put great teams together. Um, and then also Mark Kotze. I mean, I cannot say enough about his leadership style, um, the energy he brings. Um, it's just infectious. You know, I've been around him. The players are around him. So I think we have a really good thing going, and it's exciting to, it's exciting to see it, like, up close and kind of, like, blossoming. And I think fans, hopefully, especially the home fans being here, they're going to experience some really incredible A's baseball this year as part of that. They're an underdog team, and everywhere in sports, whether it's, you know, we love the Cinderella story in college basketball in the tournament or that underdog team in the NFL, or this is an underdog team, and people love following and rooting for an underdog. I'm telling you, and you could see it with, you know, we're a giant killer, you know, you yeah. know, literally and figuratively. And so, like, we're going in and we're playing teams like Tampa Bay and taking three out of four and just – you know, the way the swagger they've had in these games and late wins, 
it's it's really incredible to see that, and hopefully we see more of that you know this week for our first homestand. Yeah, to watch Mark Kotze, it's just like he he fits like a glove, right? And and obviously Melvin said all the glowing things about what Mark is going to do as a manager when Bob was leaving. So for you, what's your relationship like with the new manager? Well, I've known Mark for years, and obviously he's been around the organization, and um, he's someone that, you know, especially when I first came to the A's, was always very welcoming and open, and, you know, I think he just has an incredible personality, and, and he also has a great drive, you know, for excellence, you know, both for himself personally as well as everybody around him, and so I think that's something that I really admire, and I think he's done an incredible job to date, and we're here to support him in every possible way. Now, we haven't talked to you in a while. I, you know, always – we always know you're doing something with the new ballpark. Oh, yeah. There's always something going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, where are we right now? Well, you know, um, the off season was uh, ups and downs. You know, we got the final environmental impact report, which was huge. That was Like, huge. as far as we've ever been getting that with the vote. But then, you know, we've had the lawsuits, and we've had, you know, the talk of referendums, and we've had, you know, the Seaport Group, you know, had the advisory council voted no. So there's been, like, some, you know, setbacks there, but I still think the momentum is pretty strong in Oakland, and right now what we really need is the city council to pick a date to do a vote because we have to have a deadline because if you don't have a deadline with the date, you're just talking by each other. And so we're doing everything we can to really – push that agenda. We're getting a lot of support from the mayor. I was with her today. She's been incredibly supportive on this entire project because I think if we can bring it to a vote of the city council, I think we can get a yes vote. My biggest fear is that a vote does not occur, that it continues to go sideways, that there's a reason, a delay. There's an election in the fall, which, you know, politicizes, you know, everything that's already very political. So I think, you know, we're really at a critical juncture. I think the next, you know, probably month to get that scheduled. And so we're going to do everything we can to do that. And as you know, at the same time, you know, we have a parallel path in, in Las Vegas, and that's a serious effort as well. And it's needed because, you know, this facility, she's had many great memories, but she's 10 years past her useful life. And we really need to ensure that we have a permanent home for the A's for the next generation and generations to come. Now, obviously, we're going to hear way more about what's going on in the Bay Area because we're here. What is going on in Las Vegas? Well, a lot of positive things. You know, we have a handful of sites um, that we're choosing from and making bids and offers with different landowners. And, you know, I think we're, we're almost at the point where we could even announce that, like, the final site, which is a big, big deal. And I think that probably will happen by the end of May based on the current trajectory. And I think that will create kind of a new momentum there building on the, you know, almost eight or nine months of work that we've done to date. And so it's becoming pretty actionable. And that's why it's like all kind of coming to a head this summer in terms of figuring out, you know, what our what our future is. But, you know, I feel a great obligation to our fans, the other teams in the league, you know, everyone involved in this, you know, the communities to get to a resolution. You know, this has been going on for 25 years. We really yeah. need to find a home for it's the not A's. like a couple months. No, no, no. It, <laughs> no but it, it really has been 25 years. Like people laugh, yeah. but like it's got to get solved. It's got to get solved. And, and this is – we're kind of in the moment where it's it's going to happen. And I know, and I'm very I'm sympathetic and empathetic to fans. It's been a hard process no to doubt. live through, through the whole period. Um, and so I'm just trying to bring some kind of resolution to it so we can know. You know, I, I've had this conversation with some people, and, you know, so much in the sports business we see this where sources say, well, who are these sources? Who we are these know. sources? Yes. It, 
Do you ever get the feeling that you're the only guy through this process is the only guy that puts your name on it? Well, you know, I've, I, that's the only way I know how to do it. So, you know, obviously. But no one else yeah, does. Yeah, there is a lot of truth to what you're saying. Right? Yes, yes. Myster mysterious sources, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're just going to keep pushing. You know, we're, we're pushing on the two parallel tracks, and I, we're making a lot of good progress in both places. And that's good because we need to have an option, you yeah. know. And I think fans will continue to see that, and we'll continue to communicate with everyone about you know, where we are. I've been talking about this. This homestand for me, every homestand, every game, they all matter. But for this team, when everybody gave this team no shot. That's right. And then they go out on a 10-game road, roadie, Philly, Tampa, Toronto. They were supposed to get drilled. Didn't happen. People now are like, all of a sudden, can I use your tickets for the game? People yeah. are, like, excited. Yeah. I think if they can have a good homestand here, then the Giants, another homestand, this could really build some momentum for at least the first half of the season into the second half. I don't want to put too much on an early homestand, but I got a feeling this is big for this team and this franchise. I, I mean, it's a young team, and we have a you know a, a skipper that's also young in his career. All these things matter: the trajectory, the wins, you know, the timing. And I'll, it's a long season, but I, I agree with you. I think this this homestand does matter, and you know we're hopeful that we get some really positive wins in here, and you know and we continue to be a really exciting team to watch because that's one of the things too. There's just a real positive energy around the club, how the team plays. I mean, the other day when they had the double steal, how often do you see that? Yeah. I mean, that was just a great moment. I like, forgot I, we're allowed to do that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like that was awesome. Like, how do I market yeah, my book? Yeah. But it just it just gave me a sense of like what to watch this team and the way it's playing is it's actually really fun and i think baseball needs more of that and and hopefully it'll continue there you know there are presidents in professional sports and they do the business and they say they love it they don't all love it mm -hmm. the actual game you actually love baseball you had your own baseball league for I god's sake yeah golden baseball league yeah i mean started from scratch for yeah. you to get back to the ballpark to be with the fans you love the game of baseball just getting ready knowing that this season you knew this season was in jeopardy at one point you yeah knew, you knew yeah. more than we did yeah and probably that's better i'm glad we didn't know all this stuff but yep. the fact that we're here on time playing you're a baseball fan was it me it's it's very special and it's something that you know a lot of hard work has gone into making this day a reality on so many levels and you know it's just something to enjoy and uh really cherish because you realize that this game, you know, what it means to our community, what it means to me personally, our fans, our players, it's a tremendous thing. And, you know, we need to be a steward of that over many more of these opening days. And I got to think from the management level, the fact that we're not going to have to go through anything like that again for another five years. Hey, labor peace for five years. Fantastic. And so it's just it gives it's just one of the many unknowns we had that's now known. And that is a really important piece of the puzzle. What do you think about this as a set for a show? It's not bad. I mean, think about that. It's not bad. This place films really well. Yeah, it does. It's, it's a good backdrop. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about so, it. I think you guys have done a nice job with this. Yeah, it's, it's just every year making A's cast live and A's cast. You're and kicking it, it up a notch. Yes. Every year you're kicking it up a notch. You Look out. A little bit, a little I know, bit I more, like a little that, bit more. I like yeah, that. Making it happen. Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, where can we all get an A's tie? This tie, yeah, I'll tell you where you can get it at Vineyard Vines. 
they're official licensee of Major League Baseball. They sell ties for all the teams, and uh, I think the A's tie, it's the only one in green. Is that the Jim Nance company? Uh, Jim Nance has a, a collection with them, yes. Yes. Yeah, he has it for the Masters, and he also has one for the U.S. Open. Vineyard yeah. Vine. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, all it's right. It's great. No, it's really good. They make nice ties. That's how they got started. Yeah, it's a good look. I'm like, you know what, an A's tie, that's yeah. And also, they have all the other Major League teams, but, like, we're the only team with green. Oh, yeah. It's like, boom, we got it. Yeah. We got the look. Right? And it goes with a lot of stuff. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I always have an extra time in my car just in case. In case Catherine calls me and says you got to do an interview. <laughs> well, hey, you're the best. Happy opening day. Awesome. You too, Tony. Thank you for everything you do for us in A's Cast and A's Cast Live. It means a lot. Keep up all the great work. Really appreciate it. Enjoy opening day. Take care, guys. The president of your organization, Dave Cavill, right here on A's Cast Live as we are not too far away. I've lost track of time. I got to be honest with you. What time? Uh, we got a couple minutes. We got a couple minutes. Yeah. He's ready to rock. You don't. We really don't know how close we were to not having a season. Someone like Dave really knows. There were points where there was some bad between the players and the owners. It was bad. We are very lucky to be where we are today, and that we are going to get the season going. There's no question. I and, I, and I'm glad Dave knows and we don't know. Uh, yes. I mean, that's just, I mean, I don't know. I'm a very, I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth day to day. I'm either pessimistic or optimistic. Uh, you're a glass, ha you're a glass. Uh, half empty sometimes. Half empty guy. There's a lot no of the questions. times I'm, I'm glass half full. I'm half full today. It's a great day. But, uh, I mean, that could change in a matter of moments. I mean, I could, the glass could be half empty. Will, in a week from now, will we be saying the A's are still the highest scoring team in baseball? They're playing Baltimore. So I want to say maybe because the Orioles. But they just played three teams that we expect yeah, that's true. to they, be they, in the play. They, they can Phillies, go and score two runs every game. Phillies believe that they can be in the playoffs this year with the extra wild card. Fair, yes. Until someone knocks off the break. By the way, the Mets – can talk all they want. Until somebody knocks off the Braves, the Braves are still, what, they've won the division four straight years? Yes, that's correct. So until someone knocks them off, they're still the beast of the East. Uh, last time I checked, the Marlins have been the playoffs more recently than the Phillies. Just the stating facts. The Marlins have been the playoffs more recently than the Phillies. It was a COVID Phillies. year, but. They won a series. In Derek Jeter we trust. Yeah, they, and they won a series. They didn't just make it. They won a series. And Jeets, Jeets will always go down for that season. Yeah, well, I mean, he did a lot for that organization. All right, what do we – so how much time we got left and what do you want to do? Uh, let's, we got I'm like, all over the board. We just got like two minutes left. And then, all right. So, so what do you think of doing the show from the field with the cameras on? Uh, I like it. I mean – we had a good we had a good run on uh, Friday from the studio and it looked great. We had a at lot at Athletics at Athletics Cast Twenty Four. There you go. Uh, you can check it out. I got a setup for YouTube now, so we're gonna be able to go on YouTube. So we'll have YouTube and uh, Twitter, and we'll get set up with other. There's other platforms like Twitch and stuff. We'll eventually get to, but uh, might have to use your Facebook because uh, I'm on year five of not having Facebook, and I will not go back. I'm done. I'm done with that. So might have to set up a your Facebook page. Well, my fa yeah, that's no problem. I have a bazillion people on Facebook. I really don't. I just add everybody. But really, Facebook <laughs> is because my wife puts pictures of the kids up there, and I mean that's really what Facebook is for me. Here, here by the way, here's I was showing Cole this whenever. But and, and which, by the way, you're if you're listening right now and you have young kids, uh, you realize they view Facebook as for old people. Uh, yeah, that's why I looked at you and said, "Yeah, I know you right? have it." Yeah. I mean, I, my parents use it. My wife uses it. Kids I, I don't, don't use it. Uh, no, they use they use the gram Instagram. As I 
put a tweet up from our show page saying, follow Cole Irvin on Instagram because he's begging for Instagram followers. I figured I'd help him out. Yeah, let's help him out. He needs some follow. I mean, he's. A, I mean, I, I love talking to him. He's, we we need a goal for him. Like, what does he want to get to? And we need. Well, to help. Christian Pache had. He was trying to get the thirty thousand on Twitter, and he got the thirty thousand. What's Cole at? Cole on Instagram is it like five fifty, like fifty five hundred or something. Okay. We so we shoot for ten thousand. Is that a bit much? No, we got a season. Yeah, sure. We got to let's get into ten thousand by the All Star break. It's a season long grind. Well, if he pitches well, and he he gets through games in two hours and. 30 minutes, I think he'll get a lot of followers on Instagram. Hey, the fans are starting to come in, you know. I believe Gates opened at 5.05. It's nice. Being back at the Coliseum, this is my first official time back in a long time. I mean, the la- it, was, it was funny looking at the notes today. Uh, last time the A's played here. Last time the A's played the, Colise- the Coliseum was September 26, 2021 oh, yeah, against Houston. Uh, Starling Marte, Josh Harrison, Matt Olson, Mark Canna, Mark Chapman, and Chris Davis were in the lineup. Oakland won on a walk-off single by? Mark Canna. Mark Canna in the ninth inning. That's legend, Mark Canna. Well, got, uh, a new, got a new generation of boys that are playing, and by the way, they're playing pretty good. They're playing very well. This homestand, I, I can't say it enough. They play well. Even the naysayers have to get have to be interested. I See, I was I saw the power rankings and they had us twenty third. Okay. Yeah. We we have, we have the most runs scored in baseball, but the Yankees are still in the top ten. Why? 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 Because the people who did the power rankings are in New York. And yeah, true. Yankee fans. Yeah, they got it. Well, they're, yeah, they're based in New York or Secaucus, New Jersey. So they got it. It's just it's just ridiculous. Uh, they the team the A's keep pitching well and and uh, hitting and scoring runs and preventing runs from scoring. Uh, I know that's the name of the game: score more runs than the other team. I've, uh, I've heard that if you score more runs than the other team, you got a good chance to win. You know, tomorrow we. That's a, the kind of breakdown you get here on Ace Cast Live. Tomorrow I'll bring up the uh, the pitcher from the Japanese league who has 18 consecutive perfect innings going. So he throws a per. He's 20. Yep. He's 20 years old. He throws a perfect game, and they pitch on what six days rest, seven days rest, something I, like I'd that. I'd have to look up the rules. So he pitches a perfect game, then has a perfect game through eight. Gets pulled. Through eight. Through eight. He only eight. had one more inning left. Yeah, guess, by, by the way, guess what happened in that game? They lost one nothing. That's a that's a killer. But he's pitching great. This kid's going to be – this kid might be the next big posted player in Japan, like a Yu Darvish, Dice K, Seiya Suzuki, who's unbelievable right now. He, he hit his fourth home run yesterday. Oh, my God. He's the greatest Cub. I said he's the greatest Cub of all time. I, I, I mean, I might. I mean, you, move over Ernie Banks. You wanted Cap Anson or Ryan Sandberg. What's what's um what's Hack Wilson doing? Get him off the Sammy list. Sammy Sosa. Mark Grace. Oh, yeah. You want all those guys. Hey, say. This is the guy. Yes. Uh, this, I wouldn't say the say, hey, because that's Willie Mays. But say Suzuki is playing great. And the Cubs, uh, they got to steal with him. So, say Suzuki has four or five. Four. I think he's fourth yesterday. Four. But he's hitting like three something, too. Against the surprising Colorado Rockies. Oh, but Chris, Chris Bryant Revenge Series. Hey, Chris Bryant went there because he wants to win. He's proving it. Yeah, the Rockies have one of the best records. Do you have one buying or selling before we go out? No, we're done, though. We're out? We'll, we'll, save, the, we'll save it for tomorrow. All right, so what do we have for pregame? Uh, you're, we're going to so have Dave Cavill with you. Uh, Vince Catroni has Sam Maul. But we're going to have Ray Fossey and Jim Palmer. The great Ray Fossey with the Hall of Famer. Jim, Jim, Jim Palmer. Palmer. That we did last year. The, the three of us did it in the booth, and Jim Palmer was on the phone. It was awesome. 
and uh, it's great. It's great leading into Ray's patch announcement and that being you know un being unveiled today and everything. So uh, Ray Fossey and Jim Palmer, Dave Cavill, Sam Ball, everything coming up next. Uh, Mark Kotze with Ken Korak. So beautiful. We want to thank Dave Cavill. We want to thank David Force and Martin Gallegos and, and Cole, Irvin Cole Irvin for all joining us here on A's Cast Live, an opening day edition. Game one of 81 from the Coliseum coming your way. First pitch is going to be at 640. We will have A's total access for you at 540, getting you ready for this game. Thank you for listening to A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.